Welcome to the Nations Church Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Today is a significant day for us. Uh, obviously, um, you know, regardless of whether you're new to the Nations Journey as one of our church, part of one of our recent church plants, or maybe you've joined us along the way of our history as Reality Church and Gateway and Airport City and Midcoast. Um, you know, all of us might have uh, varied histories that have converged over the last 20 years and very diverse and all of that. But if you call Nations Church home today, you need to understand that we have a shared future together. Amen. And so I want to say from the outset to get it out there that Nations Church is God's church. I hope you've got that messaging loud and clear today. And it will always will be. Chrissy and I just played a part just like you've played your part. It was beautiful that you honoured us like that. But I promise you so much of, we don't get to be here without everybody being part of the body, amen. And every body functioning as part of His body. Of course, from a practical and functional aspect, you know, we get to arrive here because of the sacrificial giving and the selfless serving, as you would have heard on the screen. Um, But you need to understand that we must never allow the deep appreciation of the efforts of the many to allow ourselves to become prideful. We must never allow the deep appreciation for all of the things we have done uh, as best as we can in terms of using our gifts to become a self-congratulatory moment because God deserves all the glory. He deserves all the glory. And on Vision Sunday, number 20, I'm drawn once again to one of the foundational Scriptures that so gripped my heart 20 years ago when Paul writes this prayer to the church in Ephesus. And the New Testament epistles are a whole bunch of things. They're instructions, they're exhortations. But this particular chunk of Scripture was a prayer that Paul wrote and he praised this over the church in Ephesus. And I prayed this over our church when we first were planted. It says this in Ephesians 3, 14, For this reason I bow my knees, that's Paul's posture of prayer, to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all of the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. How many of you still want that prayer to be relevant for the next 20 years? And then Paul prays this, Now to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. We're never gonna stop giving God glory. When do you stop giving? No, you never stop giving God glory. It's a forever and ever amen thing. Come on, somebody. Today, my sermon for the brief few minutes that I've got with you, my subject matter is very simple. It's simply this, to Him be all the glory. To Him be all the glory. Some of you might be thinking, oh, I came to Vision Sunday to find out where the latest location's gonna be. I came to Vision Sunday to find out where the new initiative's gonna be and what new programs and what new buildings we're gonna build. And you know, I wanna hear new things in Vision Sunday. I think for some of us, we we just need to keep doing some of the old things like serving and tithing and loving people good. Let's just start with them first. Today, as much as it's been about the last 20 years, it's about giving God 
all the glory. When He does exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, we give Him glory. When we see what He's done, we must never forget to give Him glory. When we reflect on how far our church has come, we must never forget to give Him glory. The fact that you're part of an incredible, healthy church campus that keeps the main thing, the main thing, give all the glory to God. The problem with not giving God all the glory is that if we don't give Him all the glory, we'll inevitably take some for ourselves. The problem with not giving God all the glory is that if we, give, if we don't give God 100% of the glory, we'll inevitably take 5, 10, 15% for ourselves. God says in Isaiah 48 verse 11, I will not give my glory to another because you and I are not created to handle glory that is due to God and God alone. It goes epically wrong. Bad things happen when man steals glory from God, even if it's just a little bit of glory. Things go epically pear-shaped when we take even two, three, four percent of the credit. It's either all glory goes to God. Come on, somebody. And we've seen, we've seen God do so much. And yes, we appreciate the wonderful sacrifice and the selfless giving and serving of the countless, nameless, faceless people that are part of Nation's Church. But we do all of this for the glory of Jesus. Because I think sometimes in churches, it can be mostly about Jesus, but a bit about us as well. But the only posture now at our 20 year mark, now more than ever is to say to Jesus, our only posture is to give You glory. Paul says to the church in Ephesus, to Him be glory in the church. If we don't know how to give God 100% of the glory, I tell you what, there is nowhere else in the world where God will be given 100% of the glory. He is mocked on the streets. His name is used as a swear word. He is mocked brutally in university halls and, and, and internet blocks. The only place where God can be given and, and where He can trust or, or ask a request to be given 100% of the glory is in the church. And I can tell you now, Nations Church wants to be counted as one of those churches that will always give God glory. We'll always glorify Him for all that He's done. When I got that phrase glorify at the end of last year that would mark our year for 2024, I began to read a lot about glorifying God and reading a lot about the glory of God. And this is what I've noticed, is that when we give God all the glory, His glory falls on us. When there's something throughout Scripture that has always been interwoven is that whenever people gave God all the glory, His glory always falls upon a people. This is the great paradox that if you take glory for yourself, He withholds His glory from anything you do. But when we give God all the glory, His glory falls. How many of you want the glory of God to fall into your marriage this year? How many of you want the glory of God to fall into, come on, four of you, come on. How many of you want the glory of God to fill your home? Your parenting this year. Let the glory of God fall because you give Him glory in your workplace, in your finances. And this is also what I know about the glory of God. God's glory has no limits. God's glory has no limits. That's why Paul prayed that the church in Ephesus would give God glory because what God wanted to do in the church of Ephesus was beyond their expectations, beyond their wildest imaginations. And this was intrinsically linked to God getting all the glory. And if His glory has no limits, then His church will have no limits. 
It will only be limited when we make the church about us. When we take the glory for our small successes, we will stay small, we will stay limited. But for as long as you and I have a conviction at our 20 year mark that God gets all the glory, then God's glory has no limits and there will be no limits for what God can do in our church. And this is what I know, our six locations in WA, one in Phnom Penh and one in Cork, it's not where it stops for us. In fact, it is only just beginning. And if we keep giving God the glory, Glory, he knows where our next location is gonna be. And in His time, He'll tell us. And when He tells us, we'll be obedient. And when we're obedient, He gets all the glory. I don't know where the next campus is gonna be, but when in God's time, He knows, He'll tell us. And then when He tells us, we're gonna be obedient. And when we, we're obedient, we'll move. And then when we move, God gets all the glory. Come on, somebody. I've stopped putting limits on God because when we glorify Him, His glory has no limits. His glory has no limits. That's why church, we must never lose any sleep over what God wants to do in our church. For as long as we're giving Him glory, we can trust that whatever expansion is coming, it is coming, it is coming, and He will get all the glory. I love the word glorify. As I began to study the word glorify, it simply means this, the permanent and perpetual state of giving credit, glory, awe and worship to. It's not a once off, it's a permanent and perpetual state. And this is the default state of mind I want our church to have. If you're a Nations Church person, always give God glory for everything. If you're a Nations Church person, make it a habit of yours to give God glory. Our posture should be that nothing good we've ever done or achieved has come because of our awesomeness. It is God and God alone that enables it. If, if, if you've achieved great things, fantastic. Maybe you've recently achieved a master's degree or a PhD, wonderful. It's because of your hard work, well done. And we congratulate you, but give God the glory. If you recently struck a great business deal wherever you are, and you've made a ton of money because of, of the late nights you spent and how much time investment in that, in, in that particular business. Fantastic, we give you that, we congratulate you, but give God all the glory. If you've got a fantastic marriage, I know you invested in it, but give God all the glory. Our default state of mind is that God gets it all. See, some of you woke up this morning and you forgot to give God the glory. You should have. You should have the fact that you're breathing today. Some of you would be dead today without God and you forgot it. Give God glory. Give God the glory. If we don't learn to give God the glory, then we see a measure of success and we'll take the credit for it. And then when we don't see a measure of success, we'll feel like a failure. Neither is godly. Neither is godly. When you give God the glory, regardless of where your life turns out for any given year, He still gets the glory. Do you know that glorifying God is actually an eternal posture? It's actually an eternal posture. Glorifying God is an eternal posture. What do I mean by that? It means that this is what you're gonna be doing for all eternity. If you don't know how to do it here on earth, you're gonna have a lot of catching up to do when you get to heaven. Revelation chapter four says this in verse nine. This is a picture, a prophetic picture of eternity. This is what we're all going to be doing along with the living creatures and the elders. It says, whenever the living creatures give glory and honour and thanks to Him who sits on the throne, who lives 
forever and ever. The 24 elders fall down before Him who sits on the throne and worship Him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honour and power, for You created all things, and by Your will they exist and were created. Can you imagine all of eternity doing this? I can't wait to be a church pastor in eternity where I don't have to hear another single word of complaint. All I'm hearing is people giving God glory for everything. I can't wait to uh, the other side of eternity where every saint, every man and woman of God just perpetually gives God glory. And I love that this prophetic picture of the elders that have these crowns that they throw down. These crowns weren't crowns of royalty. They were actually crowns of achievement. And the fact that these elders prophetically lead the way for us, we don't know who they are, it's a prophetic picture, but it's a reminder to us that we all have some things that we could possibly brag about in life, but we ought to have an eternal posture of throwing our crowns down. And I think in these last days, God is raising up a church that is a perpetually crown throwing down church. He's looking for a people that can say, yeah, I, 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 I've got some gifts and I've got some talents that I've used to serve God, but it ain't about me. I'm throwing my crowns down. There is an eternal posture that He's restoring in the church because I think sometimes churches can be so obsessed with their brand, their colours, their logos, their stuff. It's time for the men and women of God of Nations Church to be crown throwing people. To say that Jesus, every day that I live, I wanna give You glory. I wanna give You glory alone. I wanna give You glory in my family. I wanna give You glory in my work. I wanna give You glory in my parenting. And I know that sometimes it doesn't look like much but it doesn't need to look like much because the one you're giving glory to is everything. You might be here thinking, PK, you don't understand. I don't have much to glorify God about. It's been a really tough season in my life. It's been difficult. I haven't seen the breakthrough. I haven't, I'm still believing for stuff. I'm still struggling along. And let me encourage you that God is worthy of glory regardless of your circumstance. The Bible speaks of a man by the name of Abraham who waited for years to have children with his wife, Sarah. And by the time God comes to him, he's already an old man. It says to him, Abraham, I promise that you're gonna be the father of many nations. How many of you know that you need to have children before you become a father? And even after God comes to him as an old man, he had to wait many, many years before the fulfillment of the promise. Paul addresses this very thing to the church in Rome, talking about Abraham. When he says this, if you, ever, if you ever make glorifying God conditional, read this text. It says this in verse 19, talking about Abraham. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. Catch this, right? But he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what He had promised. Somebody give God a big shout of praise today. If you're facing lack right now, if you're facing what seems like an insurmountable challenge, if you're in your Abraham moment where God's promises are far from being fulfilled over your life, today is the day to give God glory 
Be fully persuaded that your time will come in His time. Come on, somebody. Musicians, you can, you can join me. This is what I love about glorifying God. And that's why it's so vital for us that when you glorify God, it takes the focus off you and puts it back on Him. What a great place to be. Ultimately, as we give God glory, we're seeing Psalm 86, the prophetic picture and the prophetic words of Psalm 86 being fulfilled because this is ultimately God's desire for the earth and it's this, that all nations whom you have made will come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name for you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. The last 20 years, Jesus has built this church. He gets all the glory. So how about the next 20 years, we just keep letting Him build the church? How about for the next 20 years, we just keep letting Him get all the glory? There's a beautiful sense of God in this room. Why don't you stand to your feet right across this room? Maybe you're here today and you're feeling like it's been a really difficult year for you. Maybe you're here and the sense is, God, I, I struggle to even praise, I struggle to. Others here, you're just challenged in your heart to give God all the glory. Maybe you're quite achievement-minded. Maybe you take a lot of pride in the work of your own hands and maybe you're quite self-made as a person here in this beautiful atmosphere of worship, God is really challenging you today, stirring in your heart to give Him all the glory. Others here, you're just saying, God, I don't even know what I'm going to be praising You for. I don't know what's coming ahead for this coming year. But God, I want to give all the glory and honour and worship to You and to You alone. Thanks for listening to the Nations Church Podcast. For more info, please visit nationschurch.com.